Voyage. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, listeners of I Am Echo. We are very excited to give you kind of a behind-the-scenes look here. Uh, Rachel Cosgrove, who originated this whole thing, uh, she has a lot of knowledge to share about issues relating to the big themes of the show, uh, narcissism and also memory DNA, which is, you know, the show is science fiction, but there is science fact that supports the possibility that something like that could be real. So we wanted to kind of give her a moment to talk to you directly, the listeners, and, and share with you some of the things that inspired this show. We are so excited about how people have responded to the show. We hit number three of all fiction podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And we've gotten a lot of really positive reactions. So we're just very pleased that people are enjoying the show. And we wanted to give you this little kind of peek behind the curtain at some of the things that inspired it. So I guess, Rachel, to start with, what inspired this story? What was the seed of it? Wow, so many things inspired the story. I started with a really tough family structure. Lots of family secrets, like real taboo topics. Concealing adoptions, concealing an unknown sibling, Secrets about a World War II uncle, secrets, and a lot of manipulation. So you take daily manipulation, triangulation triangulation of me and my brothers, you know, playing one against the other. Um, all these awful childhood experiences ended up in a journal. So just sitting down writing and processing, processing and writing, it, it was that realization that you've been the victim of narcissistic abuse your whole life. And you just thought these people were abnormally mean and cold. It's a really rough realization. And it plays back to you like a repeated cyclic flashback. So that's why I started committing these memories to print in my journals. And I look back about a year later and realized, oh, shit, I think I just wrote a story. I know something you and I talked a lot about with this story is the connections to succession and the idea of growing up in this kind of narcissistic, toxic environment. That's something that, that is a parallel between succession and this story. And it sounds like you did kind of come up in that sort of environment. Absolutely. But the heartbreaking thing about people who grow up in an environment like that is you don't even realize it's happening because it's just daily life that you were born into. You know, a big part of why I wrote this was because when I look back at my computer journals, I realized I was di driven by something different. I, I was that kid who always asked why. I was always told I can remember literally, like yesterday, my father would say, leave me alone. You're, you're interrogating me like your grandfather used to. 
And then he would send me outside or he would just leave. It was his famous thing. He would just leave the room when it was uncomfortable. But reading all of my journaling made me realize that this needs to be out there for other people who have similar experiences to be able to relate to, you know, to help people heal, to help people feel like they're not alone. I wanted it to be relatable. I guess you could say like a a modern day mommy dearest story, but with a twist. Um, A lot of people have compared this to succession and it is Um, succession is really the elite society, but this story is really just, you know, a modern day family with a lot of shit piled up in that closet. Um, so this leaves some serious stuff for people who just don't have the ability to process it or step away and analyze it. It's bad. It's life altering. But like anything in life, there are lessons, you know, you learn from those lessons. And in this case, I, I documented everything in hopes of, number one, understanding it someday in my own mind. And then when I realized what I had written, the new focus became to make a difference. One of the most unique parts of the story is the memory DNA element. That's definitely the thing that jumps out at you as being like the big sci-fi twist of it, the thing that makes it the most distinctive from other similar stories. And you have accumulated a lot of knowledge about this and, and sort of its basis in real science. So I would love to for you to share that with the audience because I know I personally find it pretty interesting and I'd be interested to know what you've discovered as you've studied it. Um, so my grandfather was an NYPD detective, really, in true life. Started as a motorcycle cop, but then made some big waves working on huge cases like the Lindenberg baby kidnapping. There were huge teams there, but he was part of those teams. And he and his partner captured child murderers and some child kidnapping cases and horrific, gruesome cases I wouldn't even want to mention. But here's a crazy story that started me on this path of memory DNA which was actually triggered by my own grandfather. I started having dreams about criminal cases playing in my head like a movie. Now, I'm a huge Criminal Minds fan, but these were not replays of anything I had seen on Criminal Minds. They were totally separate and apart. So things I didn't know about, things I started dreaming about, I I wasn't conscious of anyway. So with a lot of really strange details... It got me wondering. I started researching my grandfather's cases. His cases matched my dreams. I was totally blown away. And then my brother told me of an instance about an investigative case involving a beach scene, which was exactly one of those cases that directly correlated to my own grandfather's work as an NYPD detective. And boom, the memory DNA factor of the story was born from these actual events. So we have DNA editing, which is not really public info unless you're a science guy person, as Catherine would say, sciencey. But the lab research is pretty deep. There's an international DNA conference dealing in DNA editing. Much of it's relating to disease and cures and prevention, But it certainly shows that science is at the level where we're now pinpointing genetic material and editing it. Wow. (laughs) Just wow. 
I'm not at the level where I can get into too much detail about how that all occurs, but the concept of it is pretty clear. Wow. And so let's take that a step further to the ancestral DNA. There's a whole following on that topic. Obviously, our DNA and genetics are passed from one generation to the next. The character traits, the looks, you know, your physical build, your stature, your intellect. It's all wrapped up into that DNA structure. But not many talk about the transfer of memories. It happens. It's real. The transfer of memories is said to be those deja vu moments we've all had where you stop and think, hmm, I've been here before, or I've I've seen this before, or I've had this discussion before. A lot of the ancestral DNA is talked about as more spiritual, getting in touch with your actual ancestors by just being connected to a higher power, meditation or whatever other source. It is through reflectiveness. So some mental health professionals have been saying of late, your anxiety or your depression comes from the experiences and struggles of your ancestors. So you know, let's make that a little more deep and real. Think about the Great Potato Famine. I use that reference because I'm half Irish, but that panic feeling you get when life is difficult and you start worrying about needless things that aren't a threat, like how much money do I have for food this week, when that shouldn't be a source of worry. Or maybe in some cases it is a source of worry, but it's a main focus and it's overwhelming. You know, you're sweating and you're shaking and And you're a lot more nervous about it than you really should be. Where does that come from? Or, you know, another example, you have a huge persecution complex. Or some people with an overwhelming sadness and emptiness, and they don't even know why. So that part is pretty deep. I don't want to get too loopy here, but animals have instincts from their ancestors, right? It's ingrained in their DNA. It makes perfect sense. The humans have instincts from their ancestors as well. I know it can sound strange to people and sort of hard to wrap your head around. Um, but I would say, you know, it's funny in making this show, I've thought about it a lot. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't speak Spanish, um, but my ancestors, if you trace it back, it goes to Spain. I was part of, you know, my ancestors were part of the Jews that got kicked out of Spain by Queen, I believe it was Queen Isabella, and then uh, went to Morocco, and then eventually ended up in America where they had me. And I love deeply the Gypsy Kings, which is all in Spanish. I don't know any, I don't know what any of the words mean, but I can sing every song word for word, and I connect to it like on a really deep level. It just it makes me feel something in my soul. And you know, because we made this show, it did make me stop and think, like, wow, is that is it possible that that's actually that kind of kind of that memory DNA thing. It really made me stop and wonder about that. So, you know, I, I do think it's an interesting thing to ponder. Sort of switching gears a little bit. You know, we made this show, I think, as a piece of entertainment. Obviously, we're very proud of it. But did you have a goal of, of any sort of, um, you know, thing you hoped people would get out of it? Something that people would take away from it after having listened to it? Well, first, let me say the Voyage team was great. It was a bit surreal when Josh and I connected because as we started writing, Josh was mentioning things and phrases to put into the story that only I would have known because it was from real experiences. So we were on the, you know, quote, same page right out of the gate. 
So the message became more towards the line of me being a big believer that knowledge is power, whether it be from education or experience or enlightenment. In this case, it was knowledge of knowing where you come from, who are your DNA contributors, meaning your ancestors, your immediate family, your childhood environment, and connecting that with your current environment to fully understand yourself. It's a journey. It's a journey of self-awareness and direction. But I wanted to make this self-awareness journey relatable to those dealing with narcissistic abuse and crazy family environments, but couple it with cool science factors like DNA editing. Because as we talked about, that part is daily life in science labs, and it has been for a while. So as far as the story or the message here, Catherine is gaining some painful awareness of the toxicity that she's been immersed in since birth. She's mildly aware that she has a bit of privilege, but she's so sheltered and naive at that age that it takes a pretty big jolt and a lot of space from her narcissistic ruler, her mom, to open her eyes in in a very traumatic way. She has real life issues that are surfacing and hitting her all in once at once in this story. So she's finally free enough to actually hear her own thoughts in her own head without all the gaslighting and the mind control of her mom. So she really has no time to process, like fully process what is hitting her like rapid fire in the story. She has the space and, and the room to breathe now. And then she uprotes to another state. She knows no one. She's dealing with these triggers or these memories. She doesn't understand them. She connects with Jared, who turns out to just another manipulator who's using her for something. She's finding out her brother Stern's not just another suit, but he's more of an assassin SWAT type. She gets hit with a sudden intro to a sister she knew nothing about. So these secrets are just piling up like dead bodies. And she really isn't equipped for this. She just wanted to get away. And have her own space and pursue her science connection she felt she had with her deceased father. And now she finds out she isn't really sure who the fuck she is because she literally has her grandfather living and breathing in her DNA. So this shit's enough to make anyone crack. (laughs) So I guess the big surprise for Catherine and this storyline is going to be how she gets through it. And if it makes her mentally stronger and less naive, or whether it poisons her and takes her to the dark side of Machiavellianism. And that is the fine line that every victim of narcissistic abuse will walk at some point in time. You know, do you hold on to your goodness, your empathetic side, or do you say, fuck this, I'm coming after all of you? So at the end of the day, whether it's Catherine or it's any of the listeners, it's about control, self-control, mind control, situational control, whatever. It's about control and getting it back. Great. Well, I just want to thank you so much, Rachel, for you know giving our listeners a little bit of an insight into how you were inspired to originate this story and um, you know, I think that, again, obviously it is tapping into something that's really real and deep with people because we, genuinely we've been, I mean, we had, you know, high hopes for it. We, we were really proud of it. We thought it came out great, but 
The way that it has performed has exceeded our expectations so consistently that clearly there is something about the story that is resonating with people on a level more than we could have anticipated. So again, thank you so much to everyone who's listened, who has left a rating and review of the show. If you enjoy it, you know, tell your friends. We really appreciate you checking it out. And uh, yeah, thank you so much um, again to Rachel for, for sharing a little bit of insight into what inspired it. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.